Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to the OMG MotoGP podcast. Extra, your extra dose of MotoGP content throughout the week. But there's no race weekend to look forward to this week. But Keith Ewan and myself, Harry Benjamin, are still very much here. Thank you for all your comments and emails so far. Keep them coming in and we will get to all of them eventually, I promise, uh, at OMG MotoGP on social media. And you can email us. It's omgmotogp at gmail.com. Now, just to start with, there was a little bit of rumour, a little bit of speculation this week in between when we recorded the last show and this show. We were talking, of course, about Jorge Martin, how he's developed as a rider. He's come across very well this season, and of course, very much still in that title fight. But last year, he was sort of parred off for the factory seat in place uh, where Anaya Bastinini stepped up. Not really been Bastinini's season with injury. Bit of rumour swirling around. Could Ducati promote Jorge Martin what goes around comes around doesn't it in our game it can be changed whatever happens um that kind of speculation you know yeah of course people are going to be looking at it it's fluid at the end of the day this game is fluid and they've got all the cards at the moment they, you know they've got everything stacked in their favor Ducati they know what they're at um and this really this point in the season is the last time they get a chance for real analysis for for so many things you know on track analysis we mentioned how or I mentioned how um it looked like to me that Magnaia's bike his demeanor on the bike it just looks a bit skitterish compared with the likes of Jorge Martin who looks rock solid planted all the data guys are going to be looking at that at the moment and really Sepang the next round what do we got Sepang on November the 12th for the main race it's you know that's a known quantity really Sepang is going to be one of those races where you know they're, they're, they're pretty much going to be up to speed I would think they're then then though we've got a lottery we've got we go to Doha you know track this that's been resurfaced the entire infrastructure has been messed around with there for the formula one earlier on that's why we're so late in the season with Mano gp there you know there's going to be things that are changed there i seem to remember from formula one that that maybe the track surface was 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 not it was a bit lower grip than what they were expecting um you know that might have been the case anyway for the bikes i don't know i can't make a comment on that but um quite a lot to look forward to there that may just put a spanner in the works and then we go to valencia and really, if you get to Valencia and you're fighting for a championship, I can't think of a worse nightmare in my bloody repertoire of nightmares. That is for sure. Because, you know, it could be cold, could be raining. 
you know it's a it's a one line racetrack you know you, you you know use certain parts of the tire you know for most of the track and then all of a sudden you flick it on the other side and down on your knee you go and the front tucks under and away you go and there are so many bad things that can happen in valencia um to title contenders that that you know it won't be over until the flag's out that is a fa- an absolute fact um I don't know. Speculation. Ducati have the rights to do what they want to do. Bastianini's not in a great position at the moment, you know, so, yeah, they might well decide to do that. Um, and it depends, you know, Jorge Martin could be in the driving seat on, on what, in more ways than one at the end of this season. Could be a satellite, you know, team championship winner and so on and so forth. Certainly at the moment, he's looking very, very good. It might be Bang Nine that has the points advantage at this moment in time, but, you know... You, you know, Bang Nye was a little bit lucky at the weekend that Binder just touched the old green paint, didn't he? And and, and relinquished that second place. So four more points going uh, the way of Bang Nye. But, you know, we'll see. But I, I, my nerves would be jangling if I was teams and riders at this particular point. Although you couldn't guess it, could you? Because they're all down. They've all been down in Bali and sunning themselves, which you would do if you could. Get some time off. Get some sun into those muscles and um, and be ready for the final three-round onslaught. It is really going to be an onslaught, isn't it? Uh, you mentioned Qatar there. We are going to be having uh, a special guest in a, a couple of weeks' time to look uh, specifically at tracks and, and how they are designed, particularly for, for two-wheel racing and how they come together. So uh, that's going to be coming up before the end of the season. So really looking forward to that one. And of course, uh, in next week's Extra, we'll gear up uh, properly for uh, Sepang. Um, now, off the back of uh, last world well, last tuesday's show so yesterday's show or whenever we whenever we did i lose track of the time um keith gave us all some homework to do to read an article uh by a man called dario dewett uh all about um dorna and really the idea of are they gearing up to sell and, and why is there why is MotoGP? struggling for popularity at the moment and we we've dived into lots of various discussion but i read the article keith and it, and it is really interesting i mean we we spoke a lot about it and the points made and a lot of people got in touch as well the idea of coming back to um ktm wanting more bikes on the grid this year and that was stopped by dawner really because then it would become a purely European or mainly European series. And that's the last thing Dorna want. They do not want to alienate the Japanese manufacturers, especially having lost one already in the form of Suzuki. So that was a really interesting point. But a lot of people commenting on our YouTube video also saying, at the end of the day, in terms of popularity, motorbike people, motorcyclists, they are the ones who watch motorbike racing. That's the appeal. It's a niche market and it's very difficult to kind of promote that further afield. yeah I, I i mean yes i think that's a theme that we've all been banging on about but there's a guy if you look at the comments that came in after the last one um ari i don't know whether you worked your way down through it there's a fellow called peter hardy 4517 um yeah. who, who came in with a very long and considered um reply to that and i i like the way he was going you know the fact is is dawner are they looking at it internationally enough you know the the there were other comments there in the comments that said, you know, along the lines of there, there we are banging on about how hot it is in, in, in Thailand. Well, yeah, it is in that part of the world. You know, we're, we're a bit too European centric perhaps regarding our thought processes when the marketplace is, is bigger elsewhere, perhaps. So there's a lot of very well thought out, um, considered arguments from, from different people that are, that are much cleverer than me. I, I read something else that, that made me smile this morning because it probably applies to me. I should probably have a, a necklace or something made of it since I'm from Essex. Never underestimate the stupidity of someone who thinks they are really smart. 
I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, you probably could apply that to me. I don't know. But um, the, 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 the fact is, is that there are so many more elements to this. I, I praise Dorna um, and I probably praise Dorna for, for their compassion during the pandemic in the way that they funded so many Moto3 and Moto2 teams to stop them from going out of busy. I praise Dorna for their rules packages that have brought us to the point where we've got one second covering 21 motorcycles on a racetrack with all the different configurations that there are involved in in, in the rules and across the manufacturers. So that's where my praise for Dorna goes. Now, whether in the wider picture, Dorna are missing a trick on many fronts, one of them being the, the good old ride for, to survive, drive to survive type uh, comparables um, that we should have been better at. Maybe our international outlook is not quite as international as it, it seems to be. Um, there may be tricks being missed around the world that that, that are holding back MotoGP um, when it comes to demographics, when it comes to the, the size of the audience, the, the demographic of the audience, the age of the audience, the, the makeup of the audience. Um, World Superbikes have just introduced a, a, you know, with Yamaha back in the, the, the R7s are going out on track with, with a, a female race um, series. Um, I refer before I get called an old misogynist or something along those lines, I refer any arguments regarding equality there to the likes of the lovely Jenny Timmouth, who who was very, very eloquent, I thought, in a very humble manner um, about, you know, do you produce a series just for one class of rider, in other words, a female in that situation, and is your aspiration to just be the top of that particular class, not to be the top of the class, which is including the blokes? Um, I would suggest that most um, racing people that I know, male or female, would want to kick the ass of everybody out there, not just uh, their own gender. So it's kind of, there are so many elements that are on the move at the moment. We're in for an exciting few years, I feel, as this all pans out. Um, that's providing we don't blow each other up with a war or something at some stage. Oh, God, don't say that. Well, um, I mean, I think a lot of people agreeing, surprisingly agreeing with you, Keith, on the comments. Uh, well, it's common Peter. sense, Harry. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that this is where, again, our viewing public, yeah, are treated with no common sense when they do have common sense. The people that don't write in are usually the ones that, are, you know, they, they, they understand. It makes sense to people that, you know, you go, well, why isn't it like that? You know, they, it, it's a strange thing, really. Common sense is something that we all have, but not very many people exercise quite quite as well as they perhaps should do. And 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 rulemakers and, and people that are, that are running governments and motorcycle race meetings don't seem to have any common sense. They don't seem to be heading in the way that, that you would think would be the, the right way. Even if you want to be on the extremes of some kind of radical thinking, you know, in the middle is a majority of common sense people, it would seem. Um, and, yeah. and really, you know, when I look at the comments, I think I feel stupid sometimes. I look at our comments and I think, God, the guy who wrote that, you know, he's... He's smart, or the lady who wrote it is really smart. They've come up with a really good angle on that. Why didn't I think of that? And that can be <laughs> and that can be translated across to why are not the hierarchy at Dorna thinking of that? Maybe they are. Maybe it's to dismiss for another reason. You know, we get people that that, that write into us sometimes that I'm amazed at. You know, Livio Supo the other day was was would, had been watching the the OMG podcast and uh, and had made comments on it with one of our guests, Stuart Higgs. Um, you know, yeah, there are a lot of very clever people out there at the moment, but politically, it's very difficult to move things into an area that the, 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 the majority in that organization perhaps don't want to go to. Maybe they like, mm. you know, four races in Spain and one in Portugal because it's nice and close to where they live. I don't know. Um, but things do need to change and they need to change 
to promote our sport further. We've got it in a great, they have got it, Dorna have got it in a great position regarding the rules for the motorcycles and what's going on. It's an exciting spectacle. It beats everything else in the world. And yet it's still not quite rating where it really ought to. The simplistic answer, again, rattling on like I do, is that, well, motorcyclists, so, you know, they're a minority, it's a niche sport and all the rest of it. Yes, it is. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't change that to a certain extent. And that's what should be aimed at, not the negativity of the fact that it is a niche sport. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody who got in touch. I mean, keep them coming. We read them. You never know who else might read them as well. Um, so thank you. And that is an ongoing conversation we will keep on having. Um, but look, we've got, we had loads of questions come in. And so I want to try and get through a couple of them. We've got a few minutes left of this extra show. Uh, Brad on email um, has a question. And I don't know the answer to this. I'm hoping you do. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Keith, what happens, if anything, to or for a satellite team if they win a world title? Thank you. I love the show and I'm a new MotoGP fan. Well, there ain't going to be any more factory bikes out. They're all factory bikes anyway at the end of the day. It's just a degree of factory. Well, I, th- I think... Yeah, it's a it's a degree of factory. I mean, yeah, is Mark Marquez when he joins Grassini, which is basically the lower end of the uh, factory Ducati thing, is he going to be on a lower end factory Ducati? Of course he bloody well ain't. <laughs> There's no way that Ducati are going to screw him over with a with a low level. Yeah, you know, and we we heard before. I can't remember who said it now. Um, might have been Frankie Carcetti um, who said it again. I, I can't remember because it was in passing. But you know, like in the contract of one of the riders from a satellite team, part of their deal was that they made sure that they had the same number of data engineers as the main factory team guys did because that's where it's all done now. So if a factory team guy's got five data engineers, then the guy in the satellite team had made sure in his contract that he had got five data engineers because that's where it's all done nowadays. So there's a lot, you know, the stuff that's going on behind the scenes now. They share information more. It's a more integrated push forward for for everyone. So, you know, I I... There's very little difference between being a factory rider now and a, and a satellite factory rider. It's it's very mm. close. I mean, from a personal point of view, I'd quite like to be in Pramac rather than, than have all them red bosses wandering around, you know, poking and looking. And, you know, Bastianini's been under pressure. He's got Giabatti looking at him from every angle and Davide Tadazzi that looks a bit angry now and again. Um, you know, it, it's not going really the way the factory want it at the moment. And they're under pressure from Pramac. They are. Well, thank you for that question. And on that, actually, Michael asks, Keith, do you miss the underdog being able to go up against works machines, i.e. Kim Newcomb with a conic boat engine Ooh. and winning, or like the Heskiff with James Hunt in, in Formula One? Now, there's a diehard fan for you right there, Michael. Kim Newcomb. 
Love Loss Speed, I think it is, the film that's out there, made by a New Zealand New Zealander. It was made by a New Zealand film company. I always I always get on the film thing, don't I? And there's a book out as yeah. well. It's a, it's about a guy basically that the 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 good old ACU as it was here in the UK, um Pellicle Vernon Cooper and, and his cohorts of the time that wouldn't put more straw bales out at Silverstone and uh, Kim Newcomb was killed. Um, but it was very fast. And the Koenig motor that you mentioned was an absolute streamer back in the day. I mean, they they, they managed to make this thing work. Wonderful story, but uh, of course, a loss of, 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 a, of, a, of a life again through, through the, the old oppressive regimes of, of circuit promoters and circuit owners and organisers that didn't care enough for the riders and um, wouldn't spend an extra 50p a bale or whatever it was on a bale of straw. Um, yes. Is the answer to the question. I do miss that. I do miss the fact that you can't turn up anymore with your tatty old transit van and wheel out your 350TZ Yamaha and potentially finish in the top half dozen of the Grand Prix. It's never going to happen again. It was old school club racing. You know, we were having this conversation down the pub the other day. Club racing, national racing, international racing, Grand Prix racing is how it used to go. There are no international racing really anymore like there used to be. There used to be a whole load of international races around the world that you could go to that you earned your money from. They were the things like Schwannenstadt or wherever it might have been, those in, in Holland, Belgium, France, da-da-da-da, um, all quite close that you made really good money from because you didn't make much money out of Grand Prix back in the day. You do now. Um, club and national races, they're you know, where we are with um, with, you know, BSB and domestic championships and the like. Um, but that, if you're going to go MotoGP racing now, or you're going to go Grand Prix racing, I should say, out of the three classes, Moto3, Moto2 and MotoGP, you need to be in Spain. Or you need to, you know, there is, the, the ladder really starts and ends in in the uh, CUV series, the, the Junior World Championships and the like over in Spain. So you need money. So yes, I miss the old school way, but it will never come back. Um, it, we are where we are. And... There are a lot more competitive people now than there was. Back in the day, you would come across half a dozen competitive people during the course of the year, and the rest were amateurs who were having good fun. Um, and, and people like me that were somewhere in the middle of that, that could do well in Grand Prix and do well in national stuff, but didn't have any funding, was really a true privateer most of their life. Um, they're, they're all gone. You don't have that anymore. You know, it's it's a self-funded situation. Come through CEV or CIV, if you prefer, in Italy, and and the like. What what really grieves me is that we go on about things in this country. If we we talk about UK again, sorry for you, the rest of you around the world, but I'm sure you've got your own problems regarding that. Is that there isn't really there isn't really any impetus, despite what people say. I, again, I, I, I did a bit of Silverstone bashing. By the way, MotoGP tickets are out for Silverstone. You can buy, you can pre-order them and get them at the right kind of money. Should you want to, they're out now. Um, Silverstone's um, lack of effort when it comes to the mini moto track and the like we're gonna to have to get Stuart pringle back on and, and put his toes to the fire a bit regarding this because he did say to me that he they'd be looking at doing a mini moto track that they've got a cart track there that's absolutely suitable or will be um but then then they push back against the um bike angle on that and i've heard lately that the the um the the track day situation for bikes is 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 it's been discontinued at the moment because someone's bought up a load of filming days and they've taken away the um, track day options or something that I'm, I'm hearing for the future. Now, that's a rumour, so that's yet to be borne out. But it just goes to show, doesn't it? Silverstone, you don't really do enough regarding bikes. Anyway, that side of it. There is got, not going to be any um, club racers that are going to pull up at the fence at a Grand Prix and um, blag their way onto the track like we used to be able to do. 
like the good old days. Um, but that is the thing, you know, as, as beautiful as some of those stories were now, and you look at the, the grids and, and how tight and competitive it is, that is well, fantastic. You know, P20 can be a couple of tenths off P1. They're proper athletes. They're on proper factory bikes. It's where it should be for the pinnacle of motorcycle racing. It can't be the way it was because it was amateur. You know, mm. as much as we liked it and as much as it was quite good fun and all the rest of it, it was, and it had massive crowds, so it, it obviously was popular. Um, it can't be like that anymore. We are a pro sport. It can't be that we have grass at the side of the track to keep them from uh, track limits. It can't be that way anymore. We can't have gravel. We can't have catch fencing. We can't have you know, stuff that makes it cheaper and easier for promoters and, and circuit owners. It's got to be the pinnacle. Mm. All right. Well, we're out of time. Well, for extra uh, let's for just mention week. the FIM Awards coming to the okay. UK for the first time ever up at Liverpool. Uh, so there's still on 40-odd categories, I think there are, of of bike racing awards, including obviously all the world championships, um, up on the Albert Dock, I think uh, the ACC Liverpool Convention Centre, for those of you that know anything about it. But, and it's in association with Motorcycle News, I, I noticed as well this morning. It's Motorcycle News, I think, where I read it. Um, but I don't see anything for the fans. Kind of annoying. It looks like it's a big old jolly for the for the, for the the teams and the, and, the, and obviously all the, the hoi polloi. Um, but I, I haven't yet noticed anything for, for any kind of fan interaction. You can log in www.fim-moto.tv will be where you can watch it live. So if you want to want to watch the stream, it's, it's a live stream, www.fim-moto.tv will be where you can watch it. But do you know what? But have those, have those things ever been for fans? Like I look at the, the FIA gala. No. It's, it's, never, it's never a fan thing. It's an, it's an industry award. It absolutely is. But, yeah. you know, this is about our constitution should be more fan-centric. I, I, I get slightly annoyed with, the, with the, you know, the people that can get in the paddock sometimes. You think, where the bloody hell are all these people getting their passes from? You know, it's all restricted. But uh, I, I just believe that we should give more back. And, I mean, if you just made, you know, three or four tables of ten – for some lucky competition winners across whatever it was or the like, it's to the interaction with fans is important, you know, it, or make them make them do something for it, you know, write something for their local paper, and if 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 it's it's cool and and everybody likes it, then yeah, you can come to the FIM Awards because because you've given us some extra decent PR or something. I don't know, but it just seems to me that I, I I'm not keen on elitism, although I do love travelling first class and business class. <laughs> I was going to say, surely you've got a, a ticket and you can snag us all a few extra for the FIM Awards? Nah. No. Oh, shocking. Well, I haven't yet, that let's put shocking. it that way. And, I, and and it's kind of one of them ones that, you know, I'm really happy it's coming to the UK, but I think we should look to do more, you know, and promote Grand Prix in the best possible light, in the best possible way. And the fans pay massive money. At the end of the day, you know, let me tell you a quick story. It won't take more than a minute because I know that we are at the end of our time already. Um, there used to be a bloke called Vic Wakeling, who was the managing director of Sky Television, Sky Sports and Sky News, as it happens. A grizzled old hack from the old school of journalism. And I was sat in his office one day. I must have been getting a bollocking or something because it's very rare that I used to be in his office. And um, one of the producers came in, one of the mamby-pamby producers came in, and he came in and he said, yeah, I've had this bloody punter that sent me a letter saying that he doesn't agree with this and doesn't agree with that and i don't know what he was expecting but vic blew up <laughs> multi-millionaire head of the, the he said 
Stop yourself right there, mate. I can't do his accents, I won't. Stop yourself right there. That is a subscriber. That is someone who's paying money to take Sky Sports. Don't just dismiss what he's saying. Look into it. I think it was followed by you twat. Because um, he was quite... He, he looked down both barrels when he was pulling the trigger, Vic Wakeling did. Sadly, no longer with us and, and sadly greatly missed. Um, his style of, of management, I, I liked hugely. Um, but that... I think that... That attitude is one that I think that many people could take. You know, people are paying big money to subscribe for all sorts of things, paying big money to come to tracks. Their opinions still count. You know, you can dismiss them if you think that it can't be done, but you shouldn't just dismiss them out of hand. It should be looked at and people should consider it, in my view. Mm. No, very well said. Very well said. Um, well, thank you to our legions of fans and listeners for getting in touch. Please continue to do so. We'll get through more and more questions as we rattle towards the end of the season. Uh, the email address is omgmotogp at gmail.com or you can tweet, Instagram, TikTok us. We're at omgmotogp on all the socials. Um, we'll be back next week uh, for some more MotoGP chat and beyond and then another extra to look forward the last few races of the season my thanks to keith ewan i've been harry benjamin we'll see you next time bye-bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.